Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And oh my god, it's finally <laughs> happening! We have made it! Uh, we're here! It's time. Kenobi is here! <laughs> I'm already too loud for this podcast, sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace, everyone with earphones in, earbuds. <laughs> yeah, prepare to have your ear eardrums blown out because we are going yeah, to I, freak the fuck out it's time it's time i can't help it this is the place this is the time we've made it we're here kenobi yeah. is here and i <laughs> i for one am blown away just by the first two episodes alone yes oh my god well first let me say i am sick um so pardon yes pardon yes. my terrible sounding voice i'm pretty sick got sick at celebration um totally worth it Yes, that's the the souvenir you didn't ask for, but here it is. <laughs> when I expected, but didn't want, but yeah. Yeah, so also I'm in a hotel room, so there are noises in here I can't control. So please ex- excuse any strange sounds. I'm quarantining. Well, we have a lot to talk about, but first, happy anniversary to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> happy one year anniversary to Most Things Kenobi, which this is our 53rd episode. We released our first episode last year in June, the first week of June, and... How fitting that our anniversary episode is our reaction to the first two episodes of the Kenobi TV series. It's It's awesome. It's so appropriate. (laughs) And you just came back from Celebration. I mean, it's like Star Wars. It's just a cornucopia of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And we were super lucky because we got into the very first panel, which is like the big intro to Star Wars. And of course, Ewan McGregor was there and all the... Kenobi people were there and they invited everyone to come back that night to watch the show as a group before it premiered on Disney Plus so we got to see it before anyone else and to see it in an audience was really yes. special it, it was really a special experience I feel very grateful to have gotten to do that and when you texted me I was hurting I was the jealousy was real <laughs> I know that's why I didn't text you too much because I didn't want to just hurt your feelings honestly. oh no it's fine you were there I got to see everybody that you've met a lot of listeners a lot of fans a lot of friends that we've made through the show and I think that's amazing yeah. so I was I was just I was sad because I wasn't there and to be a part of it but like it was amazing to live it through you and the fact that you got to see the first two episodes in a in a group like a I guess I'm like a theater mode, basically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was all throughout. It was like all the main stages. So the whole building was full of people watching the first couple episodes. That's so cool. It was really fun. It was special. And like the cast and crew were there, too. It was their first viewing mm-hmm. of it. So, yeah, it was very special. And I'll never forget that. Honestly, it was uh, um I'm grateful. I'm sick as hell, but I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got two episodes to cover. Let's do it. Let's jump because in. Where do we start? Jeez. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. There's a lot to cover, yeah. but goddamn, was it good? Well, I have three. I have three like general notes about everything that don't apply to like chronological order. Just one, 
Ewan's performance is amazing. Fantastic. Cannot, I cannot agree more strongly. He's perfect. He hasn't skipped a beat in the X amount of years since he was in this role before. And he's even better because he's, like the prequels were all overacted and not even necessarily Mm -hmm. the character's fault. That was their direction from George Lucas. You know, it was Mm overperformed. It was melodramatic, which is part of its, you know, appeal to some people. This was very understated. It was like very crafted. Mm -hmm. It was still Obi-Wan. Like he had the voice and the humor and all of that, but it was definitely- Oh yeah, the humor. The humor was great. But then- I loved it. (laughs) It was just like, he hit those beats while like giving so much more with just his eyes or like the way his mouth would turn down. It was like, oh, it was so good. Yeah, it's exactly what we were hoping for. Yeah. And it delivered. And I was so pleased because I forgot it was Ewan McGregor and I only focused on the fact that it was Obi-Wan. And not only that, but like I got got a little bit of Alec Guinness in it. Yeah. Like his voice is softer. It's more... It's more towards, like, older Obi-Wan than it is young, brash, not so sure of himself. I mean, the pain in his eyes and his face and his voice and a lot of this, the the struggle that we were hoping for was already shining through in the fact that he's holding back, right? Yeah. And the fact that Ewan already, like, basically conveys this so subtly. Mm-hmm. It's Ewan's acting, honestly. It is. But also the writing. The writing is really good. Yes, it's not overdone. There's not too many jokes. There's not too many. It's tasteful. It is. And it's getting the story across the way it needs to. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my other notes was that the writing is excellent. Like so much, so much better than the prequels. <laughs> oh, and so much better than, I'll go ahead and say it, so much better than some of the other Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. At, at times. At yeah. times they're excellent. At times they're not. Yeah. So far, two episodes in, excellent. Yeah, and like cinematic. This was movie. I said to you on text message, this was movie quality shit. They went ahead and took the budget and did it right. Yeah. It, that's what it felt like. It makes some of like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett look like trash by comparison. Some of the Book of Boba Fett looks terrible compared to, to this show. Yeah, and not that those shows look bad, but when you compare it to, you could tell this show had a bigger budget for special effects and for like set decorating and costume design mm-hmm. and stunt mm-hmm. coordination. Even though there were big stunts, the other one, you could tell that this had more of a budget and it, it shows. Like it really does show, especially if you have like a trained eye for it, it shows. Not shit talking those shows at all. Those no, are no, no, no. So it's just comparing. But yeah, in comparison, you could tell this is where they wanted to put their money. Yeah. And I appreciate it. We are thankful for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping. I mean, the trailer is all we got up until this point. The two trailers, I guess. And we kind of had a feeling. And our feeling wasn't wrong. Yeah. At least from what we've seen so far. We're talking episodes one and two here. Right, right. We'll have to see what happens. But I have good feeling about yeah. this. <laughs> oh, I have great feelings. The end of that second episode, I fucking, I screamed. It was the perfect way to introduce Vader. It was perfect. And like, it was perfect. The beats, the timing, it was like the editing yeah. of Obi-Wan saying Anakin. Then they yeah. cut yes. really hard to Vader. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. To him floating in that fucking tank in his eyes. It was the emphasis on his eyes, right? Yeah. It just, oh my God. It's, oh, oh, there it is. There they are. <laughs> there it is. The goosebumps on my arm goosebumps have returned. Have arrived. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, the hairs are standing up. <laughs> but we, we can get to that. I was going to say, we should have like started off with spoiler alert. We're definitely going to be talking about spoilers. Well, if people... Uh, if people haven't, okay, we, we'll we'll put it in the text. But yeah, spoiler alert. By the way, we just gave away the ending of the last episode. You shouldn't be listening to this if you don't want to hear what happened. Absolutely. Okay, so Leanne. Yes, ma'am. What was your reaction to the beginning with Order 66? It was, ooh, I, I thought, okay, good, good way to start. But the fighting, the actual lightsaber fighting was amazing Mm -hmm. it was amazing it was overwhelming to see clones it was overwhelming to see frightened children but the the fucking lightsaber just it was so good it was like like perfect you know yeah and heartbreaking it was like the lightsaber fighting we've been wanting to see you know it's like yes i know who was the jedi i don't know actually i'm curious she did a phenomenal job yeah it was so good it was so good the audience, right away, when you see the kids doing the practicing, the audience, yes. and me included, went, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. we knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, chills, goosebumps. Again, yeah. anytime we see any inkling of Order 66, it's like yeah, traumatizing. <laughs> but in a good and bad way, because we know what's coming. We know how awful it is. And at the same time, it's always so great to see. Yeah. Because we only see certain parts of it in Revenge of the Sith, and it's interesting to get other people's perspective on it. Yes. And that moment where the kids start running across the bridge, and they kind of zoom out, and you see... Yes, and they zoom out. I got so emotional right away, because it's like... Yes. After watching Clone Wars, like, the prequels are great, but Clone Wars really pulls you into that life that everyone was living there, and... Mm-hmm. It's really and like also makes you very attached to the clones. So to be watching, yes, I know, watching them turn on Jedi, but also then watching Jedi kill them, it's really hard to watch now. Yeah, when you know that they fought side by side for so many years and became friends, yeah, and sacrificed for each other, and then it's flipped on its head, and now they're fighting each. other. It's really, anytime we get to see it, it's it really drives it home. Yeah, and. It was a good place to start because that's literally where all of this began and ended. Yeah. And then we go 10 years later. And I kind of thought from the trailer and then the pictures of Obi-Wan in the blue that he was he was doing like a menial pedestrian type of job. Like, I, I just, it looked like a uniform or it looked like, you know, he was in an assembly line of some sort. I just, it's so, it brought home kind of the, um, the Cadavo arc where yes. he's witnessed this before. He's been here before. We're such space twins. I wrote, literally wrote that down. That the way he did you stay silent because if he said anything, it would cause more damage. Yes, and he has been there before. Mm -hmm. And I kind of believed Ewan's acting because it kind of looked like he'd seen it before, even though it's animation version of. And we know that they watched the Clone Wars prior to this show. Him and Hayden. Oh man, it was just good. It was like, oh, you. Anyone who's watched The Clone Wars and has seen this before, hopefully was thinking of that in that moment. Because you know Obi-Wan wanted to say something. He wanted to step in. He wanted to defend the innocent. And he couldn't. He has to lay low. And I think that's the toughest thing for Obi-Wan. And it has been tough for him until, you know, our girl Leia steps in. But... (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Holy shit, Spoiler alert. 
Well, something also that struck me, like a little before that, is the scene with the Inquisitors landing uh, in Anchorhead, mm-hmm. right? That's the the town they're in. And the music of them getting off the ship and like walking mm-hmm. down caught me right away. The music in the show is so good. Yeah. It, John Williams nailed it. Oh, he didn't do the... He just wrote the theme. Oh, I know. But I mean, it just ju- just John Williams in general oh, yeah. nailed like I mean, setting the stage. I should have said, I'll say... John Williams nailed setting the stage and then all of the music after did not disappoint. Like yeah. when you set a bar that high oh, yeah, with someone that great. good, don't let the rest of it fall. It was, they played the theme. Um, John Williams was there and they played the theme at Celebration. It is so beautiful and sounds so much like Obi-Wan and it takes like the Jedi mm-hmm. theme and kind of like yes. inverts it to make it a little yes. dissonant. And it's like the way Obi-Wan has had to go against what it is to be a Jedi in order to protect the people that he loves now. Yeah. Like, it's so interesting, and it just caught my attention right away. Well, the the you're right, though. The music with the Inquisitors, literally the music throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. Did you like the Inquisitors? Yes. Like, mostly yes. I think that Rupert Friend actually does a really interesting job. I like the way he uses his voice. It's similar to the way Jason Isaacs uses his mm-hmm. voice. He's one of those actors mm-hmm. who's not afraid to like go up and down in his range and kind of like play with the words. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. And I love Reva. I think she's, oh my God, Moses Ingram is fucking amazing. <sighs> she <laughs> is queen. Let me tell you something. Someone who comes out, an unknown character, that makes you care about them and hate them at the same time is doing it right. Yeah. I actually care about her story. I care about learning about her more. Yeah. She did it well. I don't, I just, first of all, if you're given a good script, it's not hard. Yeah. If they have a clear vision and a clear storyline, which I'm positive they do, then it's not hard for the actor or actress to then perform at a level where they can guarantee the outcome is the good one, right? So I'm here to say that this is lining up to be very, very excellent. Like, she is fucking badass. Her lightsaber skills already, like... Just the handling of it, the confidence, the yeah. swagger she's got and and the and the um the impulsivity, which I expect from someone coming up in the ranks who's just trying to impress you know the higher ups in the in the empire. I totally get it. I totally get it, yeah, it's great, so I mentioned to you before we started recording that I have just been informed of a new theory, and it's I love let's hear it. you want to hear it now, okay, so. Jedi Master Adam, we had so much fun together at Celebration. Yes, I'm jealous he, you got to meet him. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he just texted. He was about to get on a plane, and he's like, I'm having feelings. I need to like, I need to talk to somebody. I'm like, I'm here. Tell me. And he's like, have you uh-huh. looked at the posters of all the individual faces? And I was like, no. So I went and looked at them really quick. And I arrived to the same conclusion he did before he even told me his theory. Everyone is looking at Obi-Wan in these. There's like an eye. You know, they they show their face and then one of their eyes has like a circle in it and you see who they're looking at. Everyone's looking at Obi-Wan except Reva and Kumail Nanjani. They're looking at Vader. Oh. So it's like they're on Obi-Wan's side, his perspective, looking at Vader. And I don't think Reva, I don't think Reva's on Obi-Wan's side. Adam's theory is this, and I completely agree with it. Reva was probably one of the younglings in the very beginning of the episode. Yes, I, I, 
I we talked about this, and I I do agree. So she do agree. saw Anakin Skywalker come in and kill everybody, which is how she knew Vader and Anakin were the same person. So mm-hmm. she's gonna use Obi Wan to draw out Vader so she can kill Vader. And I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm I'm into this. That makes okay. First of all, Adam, we love our listeners, but goddamn. Okay. Awesome. Awesome theory. And it works. I'm sitting over here like thinking about it, stewing about it. And that would add a a whole different layer. Because she has no regard at all for the rules. No, she doesn't. She's she's like so single-tracked minded. My thought was like, why is she so focused on Obi-Wan? And people keep accusing her of wanting favor, like having Vader to favor her. What if it's Mm -hmm. that she's trying to draw him out? Because he has, you know... It's not like he's hanging out with the Inquisitors all day long. That's true. She would have a motive. If she saw him killing her whole yeah. childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like, holy shit. To, like, live your whole life. I'm sitting life. here kind of, kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll see. But that is a damn... That's a logical, clear, and interesting twist if they were to put one in. I'm into it. She's clearly obsessed with obi-wan so why is it she looking at obi-wan in the poster her sights are set on vader in the poster yeah exactly i mean maybe it'll turn out just because she wants to be his his head inquisitor or whatever but don't you think she would have said something i was waiting for her to say it that she wants to impress vader well they keep like implying that and she never agrees to it but she hasn't said it yeah yeah no she's not it's very interesting. I'll be very excited to see how her story unfolds because there seems to be a lot more to her than what we're just seeing on the surface. Yes, and and that's why I'm saying somebody thought about this and it's already showing because we give a shit. Yes. We care. Yeah. They're not flying by the seat of their pants. They definitely have a story here and they're telling it deliberately. And I love that. Yes. You can see the I difference. I love that. Yes, you can. Talking to some people early, already... These are better made than the sequels. They're, yes. They are a tighter story already than the sequels. They are. Yeah. They are. Now, some people have said that the storyline is too simple for them. I don't think that's the case. They don't have to make it any more than what it is currently. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree that they're not, they're like, it, the plot line is simple, but it's not stupid. I realized this too, because like, he finds Leia really quick. And it's because the story is not about him finding Leia. It, it's like misleading. It's not like a rescue story. It's about how doing this now exposes him to the Empire and to Anakin in particular. Because right at the end when he, he says Anakin's name and Vader's eyes open, I think it's because Vader feels Obi-Wan in the Force Absolutely. for the first time Absolutely. in 10 years. We're barely scraping the surface of this story in the first two episodes, I think. Isn't it perfect that the minute Obi-Wan finally uses the Force after how long, right? It's to save a Skywalker. I mean, it's yeah. it's poetic. I mean, and not only that, but I think it's the use of Leia is great because Leia names her son Ben. Leia has a rapport with Obi-Wan. She obviously, the first time we ever see Leia in the original trilogy is she's leaning on Obi-Wan for help. She tr- she got this trust from somewhere other than Bale. Yes. And I think it left a mark on her. I completely agree with that. You see it in the way that they very deliberately mirrored stuff that happens in A Do Hope. Like the way Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. It's like Obi-Wan comes into the cell and has a 
a similar exchange. I thought it was also so moving that he realizes and like reconnects with Anakin while he's standing next to Anakin's daughter. Like Leia is right there next to Obi-Wan while he's having this connection with Anakin and Vader. And that to me was just a really beautiful symmetry. And I, it was very moving. Very beautiful. And his remark to Leia about, you remind me of someone, obviously speaking about Padme, which yeah. is uh, very, it's, it's, it's everything I want when we deal with the Skywalker twins. Yeah. Okay. First of all, what's her name? Who plays Leia? The girl. I can't think of her. I, I, don't I can't know. think of her name off the top of my head. That was a casting nail on the head. Yeah. That girl delivered everything. Carrie Fisher would be proud to this day. Yes. If, if, if she was alive to see it, to say that girl can play me as a young, at my character as a young girl, like the sass, the wit, the strong will as a child, still in child form, the way she handled her cousin. Oh my God. I, I love that. Get it. Leia. This is, this is why, this is why she is queen. This is the future of the fucking galaxy in this tiny little girl. Yeah. And she did it perfectly. Yeah, she was so, and like even physically, like watching her run like through the forest and everything really reminded me a lot of uh, Carrie Fisher's physicality as well. And like they, her costumes were beautiful, like mirrors to later outfits that Leia wears, like the poncho in Empire or, or Return of the Jedi. And, um, yes, and the hair, the hair, just the constant hair. hair nods. I mean, yeah, it's so it's... easy to do, right, with hair because you just tie a bunch of braids and buns to her head. <laughs> but like, and her her uh, friendship to, and her care about droids, I think, is great. Yeah, you know, it's just like. Yeah. It's such a Skywalker thing to care about a droid. You know what I mean? Well, they care about just being respectful and like nice to everybody. It's yeah. And let's let's talk about one thing that we got in these episodes that we wanted when we sat here and said five things we want in the Kenobi series. We got some in these episodes. Number one, (laughs) Obi-Wan and his dream sequence, nightmares. We got one (laughs) tear from this man in these episodes. We got Alderaan in these episodes. Alderaan is the fucking badass planet. I always wanted it to be beautiful, gorgeous. The fucking architecture, um, Bria's uh, fucking gowns, the handmaidens, the people that were helping. It's just, it is the opulence and yet the natural setting, that I, the mixture of the two that I wanted in Alderaan. We got it. We fucking got it. Yes. I was so excited to see it. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, we're actually, we're like actually going to get Alderaan. And I loved Jimmy Smith in this. I loved Bria and Bale together. I, like, I just, I was Together, J- Jimmy, I, okay, goosebumps are back. His, his discussion, his interaction with little Leia out on the balcony. Yes hurt my heart gave me tears made me smile it's so beautiful yeah it's it's so indicative of that he's a statesman you know he's very diplomatic but he has a deep loving heart and loves the that leia is spunky and is like padme yes and he had a relationship with padme they were very close friends very close advisors to one another they leaned on each other and i think he knows he sees it mm-hmm. and he respects it yeah and he will not he won't forget it he loves that little girl yeah and when he tells her remember what she says i'm not even a real organa and he's like don't ever say that he doesn't even ask like who told you that he just says never say that because inside 
is what makes you an Organa. I, oh my God. And like the way he was talking about it, like I had dreams, I had a, a, it all planned out. Just his performance was so layered and charming. Like he was really endearing. And then when, when he shows up later at Obi-Wan's cave, that scene is so good. And his performance where he says, there wasn't anything you could do. Anakin's gone move on you need to move on it was just like the slap obi-wan needed <laughs> and when he says old friend i just i literally just gave myself goosebumps it was just like oh my god i'm fucking dead right he needs old friends like he needs you have to remember and and like so kumail tells him you're not alone obi-wan i i agree that when kumail's character who they won't list the character's name. Oh, so he has no name because I couldn't remember what his name was. Well, he says it. He's is Paja or Haja. I can't really. Oh, that's right. He does I, say. I can't it. really yeah. tell because Obi Wan says his name back to him, and he said, "You yeah. remembered my oh, he's name." A, he's remembered my name. Yeah. Yeah. And that moment to me it was just so telling of Obi Wan as a human. You know, it's like right. That's the kind of goodness he can't hide, like the nope. the in immediate respect that he has. Not because he respects mm-hmm. the person, but because he starts by giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you're right, when he says to Obi-Wan, like, you're not alone, Obi-Wan. And Leia says later to him, is it really so hard for you to believe you have friends? Right, it's right. like these constant that reminders. That killed me. Yes. It's like he needs to be reminded. Like, it because mm-hmm. Owen is pushing him away, it's easy to feel like that's how the whole world sees him or galaxy sees him. And it's like mm-hmm. he has friends still and he has forgotten what that means because he's so isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I loved that moment. I loved all of I loved all the moments. <laughs> I loved how Obi-Wan is literally, first of all, being sassy as fuck to a Jawa. <laughs> the Jawa's also sassy back, saying he smelled, which personally I would put aside just to be in that cave with him, but yeah, same. <laughs> he was doing it to get to make the toy that we see Luke have that he has in A New Hope. Oh God! I like, know. Oh, the Skyhopper toy. Like, and clearly he, like, I know Owen gives it back to him, but so at some no. point Luke ends up with it. So, oh, he ends up with it. I you think Obi Wan's gonna take that shit from Owen? Get out of here! Fuck no. <laughs> Owen might be a pain in the ass, tough guy, but. Obi-Wan survived a lot. I think he's not so easily deterred. <laughs> yeah, everyone's very afraid right now. It's a it's a tense time. Understandably so. They're all being threatened all the time. I mean, they hung that Jedi. So let's talk about that. The other Jedi that shows up on Tatooine. I felt that was actually pretty weak. How did you feel about it? What do you mean by weak? Like he kind of, like, I get that he shows up there. Uh, like, that's not weak. But like how he just shows up in the middle of the night. It finds Obi-Wan in the middle of the dark desert. Well, he may have been able to tap in or something, maybe. I but don't know. Obi-Wan's it, not using the Force anymore. He's, like, closed that's off. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I I would have preferred... Listen, I, I saw it coming, obviously. Sure. But, course. like, I, I don't know because in, in one way, the Jedi are so confused, scared, scattered, looking for like-minded people, um... Relying on an old code that doesn't work anymore, never did, let's put it that way, and um, are failing. Mm-hmm. And I think that the use of this character was fine. The principle of it, fine. But you're right, the way that, I mean, no one's supposed to know where Obi-Wan is, and he just knew. So I think that part was kind of meh. But 
Right. He gets hanged anyway, so he's not a problem. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, but, well, I'm sure you know. it's just, it, like, he's so they could show an example of the Empire's brutality, I guess. But also, he says to Obi-Wan, what happened to you? You used to be a great Jedi. It was just like, bitch, you all lived through Order 66. Yeah, exactly. You all used to be great Jedi until the Falk, like... Okay, yes, Obi-Wan and Anakin were in the hollow, the hollow news a lot more frequently than, you know, Joe Schmo. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, bro, can you keep your voice down? Yeah, like, right. he was a great Jedi. Can you not come find him in the middle of the night? Like, don't lead people to him, bitch. Yeah, it's like, if he was a great Jedi, why do you think he would be isolated out here in the middle of fucking nowhere? Also, like, he's like, you, you have no idea what I suffered. It's like, you have no idea what he suffered. That, that's what I wanted to say back. I wanted to be like, oh, you think you have it tough? Yeah. This bitch cut off his best friend's legs, arm, watched his wife die, has to raise this kid that isn't his from a distance. Like, you yeah. think you have it bad? Listen, they all have it bad. Exactly. Kanan Jarrus is somewhere out there as a child running around, has it bad. You know what I mean? It's like, that was a very selfish and weird way yeah. of... Of like making your point, bro. It's it's Obi Wan. He's got it pretty rough. Look at him. Yeah, I, I was like, where's your Jedi compassion? I, I don't know. I just thought that that was maybe that was deliberate. Uh, I'm sure it was like a deliberate choice for writing, but like that made me really angry. <laughs> you could argue that like, okay, you have this legendary uh, Jedi who made it out of Order sixty six, chilling in the desert somewhere. You could say, get up and do something, because if anyone's going to be able to fight this, it's you. And Obi-Wan's literally being complacent for a reason. Right. I could see him arguing or any Jedi arguing like, hey, you're the only one who can, like, you're more powerful than me. You're more notable than me. You have friends still lingering out there in the, you know, like Bail Organa, do something. Yeah. But literally, Obi-Wan's doing the very best thing that he possibly can for the role that he's taken on as being Luke's protector. Right. Right, exactly. And he says, you need to go away you're gonna draw too much attention and he could tell already by the way this guy comes out of nowhere and starts to shows him his lightsaber and everything it's like he's already proving that he's not wise about how to protect himself and any fellow jedi this guy's just like out there showing his skills around and making people suspicious so he has to push him away for luke's sake he has to push him away yeah and again Obi-Wan has has to witness someone he interacted with dying that he couldn't help. Yeah. And it's just so out of his hands at this point. It's just so out of his hands. Yeah. Which... It's a lot for one person. It is. I don't know how he survives even his own... His own thoughts. But... Oh! Master Qui-Gon. Oh my god. Oh. That line sent me. And the fact that he keeps communicating quietly with... Qui-Gon with no answer, we're going to get an answer. I think Qui-Gon's sure. voice is going to... Do you think they've made contact already and it's just like not like a really strong connection yet? Or do you think he's still mm, just trying? That's a, that's a great question. I think it's one of those things that like you you find comfort in speaking to someone who's dead, even though you hope they're listening, but you, you know, you really don't know. Because I, I could see that. Well, he's also closed himself off from the Force. So how could he make real connection without using the force you have to have the force to it's true oh so maybe he just opened up the portal to do it because he used the force to save leia well the second time he talks to qui-gon or like speaks you know if ever i need your guidance now yes who shows up instantly but a clone trooper at his feet 
this is true. That moment was crazy. Everyone this in, is true. in our audience started screaming as soon as they heard Tamara's voice. Oh my God! People were like, "Is it gonna be Cody?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I, I said, "Holy shit, that's a clone!" Because I, I knew it was, it was him. Right. Yeah. But like, that was crazy. The way they like crazy. looked at each other. Was, I know, right? Like again, what you were saying, like Ewan wasn't in Clone Wars, but he was able mm-mm. to portray that. Like that was a five hundred first soldier, apparently. So it's like... Oh, God, even worse. Yeah, so it's like these people fought side by side, and now they're looking yeah. at each other, and they can't even recognize each other, first They can't of all. say anything. Yeah, it's just like Obi-Wan's facial expression was so heartbreaking, where it's like, look what... He knows what these troopers have been through, what they're capable of, and now mm-hmm. they're homeless, mm-hmm. sitting on a drug-infested yep. street. Like, oh, it's so yeah. fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, it was, it was great to see Tamara. I know. I wonder if he'll show up. I mean, if Commander Absolutely, Cody, he will. I'm hoping. Dude, if yeah. Cody shows up at this show, I will literally lose my life. <laughs> Cody, Rex, any of them. Oh, my God. I don't care. I'll fucking die. Straight up dead. <laughs> so, yes. Actually, now that you're saying that, like, the so Kumal's character gives Obi-Wan coordinates. It says, go to this place. There are people who can help you. And he says, what people? I wonder who that would be. It could be Rex. <laughs> It could, well, it could, well, I was still waiting for Cassian to show up. Oh my God, like, I would, I would love I that still too. think, I still think there's a huge, huge chance that we could get Cassian Andor to show up because he's entangled with Bale, so. Yeah. I would be I a just, million percent okay with that. I just watched Rogue yes, me One too. on the plane here. Oh, nice. Diego Luna is so fucking good. I cannot wait. For any more Cassian Andor, I will be thrilled. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm super excited. And to see him on the Vanity Fair cover and, like, interacting with the other Star yes. Wars greats, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. He deserves yeah. it because he's fucking great. Also, speaking of drug-infested street, what is it with people always trying to sell Obi-Wan drugs? <laughs> that was... But you know that's Ewan's daughter, right? Yeah, it's Esther. Okay. Well... <laughs> I, I thought it was a fun nod to the death stick. Yeah. However, more useful than the death stick, as it turned out. But that's Obi-Wan's quick thinking. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's never lost any of that, ever. Yeah. And he got to beat the living piss out of people. And I was thinking of you the entire time. Like, she's going to be so turned on. <laughs> I was She's going to be so, so epically turned on. <laughs> you were You were with, um, you were amongst friends. <laughs> and you got in a public place. And I'm thinking... She got publicly turned on by all this. <laughs> I I kept it myself under control fairly well. <laughs> well, wasn't it great though? Oh he manhandled God. those bastards. Oh. Girl, I was every punch he threw was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> A- absolutely. Over and over and over again. Like Seriously, he I don't even know. It was like at least 5 to 6 bounty hunters in like a 5 minute period. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, great. It's like, oh, he's been here before as well. He hasn't forgotten how to deal with this without a lightsaber. Yeah, shit. Oh my god, the way and like the way he manhandles those two in the hallway and then grabs that one by the throat and says, "Where's the girl?" I was just like, "Fuck, it's so good." (laughs) Even when he goes into the room where it's like a trap where Leia is, it's a droid Mm -hmm. head or whatever under a cloak. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I never knew a Jedi could bleed. And he says, well, everybody bleeds and throws that drugs yeah. on the floor. And then boom. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I just loved that so much. 
It's so good. It's so, it's like, perf- it, you know, it's just so Obi-Wan. It's just exactly what I was hoping for, you know? Yeah. It's very, all of it is very Reiko Hardeen, right? Because he can't. Yes, it is. He can't be a yes. Jedi. He's not using the force. This is all just Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, we've been here before. Yes. Folks. Yes. And it's great to see. Oh, I love it. Um. I wanted to mention earlier when we were talking about Obi-Wan's compassion and how, like, he wanted to help someone in the line at the factory with the meat mm. or whatever they're mm-hmm. harvesting. How nice was it that he always saved a piece of meat for his little EOP, his little camel? That. Yes. I mean, that is so Obi-Wan as well. He's a lover of all animals, all creatures. Yes. Shares what little he has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that. I loved I love the scene with the Jawa right around that same time because I loved when he said to the Jawa like if you're going to steal my parts could you at least clean them before selling them back to me yes I laughed out loud at that because that is a goddamn Obi-Wan Kenobi line right it there is. and he delivered it so fluidly like just like if you're going to sell the same parts back to me you know it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect it was you so, was great like little lines like that I think are the ones that prove like what a good actor he is because like yeah it could be so easy to be fake sounding in that kind of exchange and he was so yeah like, I believed him so much in those little moments yes. I, I loved it yeah I I am very pleased with where this is going obviously I, I want to know more about Riva I want to see more of Vader we're gonna get there um yeah and I've been very 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 happy with uh young Leia everything with yeah. Alderaan I'm dying to see more Luke I'm sure we'll see more you know than sure just will. that it seemed like such a throw-off, though, because they only really talked about Luke in, like, the promo material, and then Leia is, like, the focus. And honestly, I think it's true that, like, rescuing Leia would have been the only thing to tempt Obi-Wan away from Tatooine. Yes. I thought yes. that was smart yes. writing. Well, it, we're going to see more Luke. They're just getting Leia out of the way. And that sounds like a crass way to put it, but I think, like, you have to open up this storyline to make him... It's been 10 years. What's going to get him to move, right? Mm-hmm. The Skywalker twins and his old friend, his old friend, Bale. So it, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Well, and I, I thought it was really interesting, too, because and I was kind of grateful that they did this and said this because Bale says to Obi-Wan, she's just as important as he is. Like Leia is just yes. as important as Luke. Absolutely, she is. And we see why later she saves the galaxy what twice like her influence i should say her influence plays a part in the outcome of the galaxy surviving yeah along with luke luke's part in it yes they have their they're not the same roles but they're both extremely important roles yeah you have to they're the balance they are the balance there's the political the the smart the people person and then there's the you know, the adventurer, the uh, the Jedi. I mean, of course we know Leia trained, but like he's the one putting it into action. So mm-hmm. you have, we'll say someone on the ground, someone up above. Like mm-hmm. Leia's down on with the people and Luke is out fighting and blowing things up and using yeah. the force and connecting other people and finding, you know, help. La, 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 la. It, it's a very basic way of saying, you know, what their roles are, but yeah. they're both extremely important. Yeah. Yes. And I love seeing how, you could see traits of both Bria and Bale. We always talk about Leia and Bale, mm-hmm. but getting to see Bria and like how she says to Leia, 
you'll get out of it what you put into it. If, if all she's that's like, right, all they ever see me do is wave. And she's like, you like saying you can do more than that. So I just thought that was really important that they're giving the mother equal credit because obviously we of only course. ever really see Bale in Clone Wars, but you see the influence in older Leia. She's very much a mixture of Bale and Bria. Obviously the clothes mm-hmm. and the hair and everything, but like the diplomacy and the the spunk and I, I don't know, just everything about I just I fucking love Leia and they did such a good job. I know, I just her. I love that she is a product of two people who very much loved her mm-hmm. and influenced her heavily. She is an Organa. I mean she's Skywalker by blood. Family isn't always about who you're born to. It's who you sure. choose to be. Yeah. You know, and I, we see that with Rey in the end of, you know, The Rise of Skywalker. And But I think we see it with Leia because she obviously takes the influence from Bria and Bale and it forms and shapes the strong individual she becomes. Yeah. Yeah, she has traits of Anakin and Padme obviously running through her blood. It's it's in It's her inherent, you know... What, where she got it, but how it was formed, shaped, and then, you know, ultimately displayed was all the Organa. So, I mm-hmm. mean, it's no wonder when you read books like Bloodline, where it f- heavily focuses on Leia and, and how she moves through, you know, the New Republic and stuff after the war, that she's so strongly tied to her step-parents, you know? Yeah. She has every right to call herself an Organa, honestly. Yeah, but yes. It's like what we said about Ray calling herself a Skywalker. It's like, it's more than just, a, like you said, it's more than just a bloodline. It's a yeah. way of carrying yourself. It's who you choose to be. And, and, and the traits that you pick up along the way shape a person. And I think that even just in the small amount of scenes that we got for Bria and Bale, it's just like so perfect. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Clearly, it's a clear, clearly written envisioned thing that came to life and that's what i appreciate about it the most now if they can hold on to this for the next four episodes and i have all the confidence in the world that they will yeah we'll be very happy but i could die tomorrow and be i don't want to but if i did i'd be very happy (laughs) with the first two episodes of the kenobi series i'm telling you seriously i I really enjoy how they're unraveling everything at, at a slow pace it doesn't have to be crazy and it's not like overdone action sequences or anything because this this Mm -mm. is a story that's more personal and it's going to because the original star wars is the same way even though there's big action sequences it's really about the relationships and so this is going to come back down to obi-wan and anakin's connection and then the peripherals around that and how it is all influenced. So I'm very excited to see what comes next, which is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. (laughs) I, (laughs) I'm just, we are winning as Star Wars fans. We are. Oh my God. There is, there is so much out there. Just what was announced at Celebration versus what we're getting in the Kenobi series. Like the future of Star Wars is very bright. And it, the future is tomorrow with episode three of this show. I can't wait. Oh, God. We're going to have so much to talk about in our uh, know. support group. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. If you yeah, if you need if you need help or want to talk to somebody, we're here for you at Most Things Kenobi. <laughs> Sign up. Send us, a, send us an, uh, an email, a chat. Find us on the socials. Go to our website. Give yes. us your email address if you'd like to join us in any of our group therapy chats that we'll be having throughout the show's running 
six weeks, right? So yes, our first one yeah. is soon. It's June fifth at five p.m. Central Time. We're gonna hop on Zoom. We'll try and monitor, you know, the conversation so that everybody who wants to gets a chance to talk. Granted, we have already. 40 or 50 people who are going to be participating. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's yes. amazing. I think our cutoff is going to be 100 people. That's where Zoom cuts us off. But and we only, you... yeah, Zoom, Zoom also cuts us off at an hour. But don't worry, we'll be having more, especially for our international friends. We'll have different yes. times mm-hmm. to try and cater to everybody and all of their needs because, listen, I need to talk about things. And if we get Vader tomorrow, I'm going to need to talk even more. <laughs> so, yes. and feel free if you want to join our group therapy, our support group chat, you don't even have to talk. You could just sit there and listen. Yeah. You don't have to have your camera on. Don't feel pressured to do anything you don't want to. This is a group therapy session. For, make it what you want. Yes. As Bria said, you'll get out of it what you put into it. And if yeah. you don't want to put anything into it and you just want to listen, we invite that as well. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's nice because... Uh, I think Zoom allows you to be a little more private. You can change your username. It doesn't have to, like, say your exact name. So if you want to join, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. I've had a few people message me on Tumblr. You can email us at mostthingskenobi at gmail.com. Let us know you're interested. You could also contact us on Patreon. We're also on Patreon. Let us know you're interested in joining in a private message and send us the email address you would like us to send the invitation link. We're never going to like use that email for anything else. It's totally private. Never. We'll just email yep. you the link the day of the group therapy session, and we will all put our feelings out there together. <laughs> we will. We will. And it should be fun because, holy shit, we have a lot to talk about. We'll have three episodes oh my to God. gush over. So. I feel kind of bummed that we had to cram episode one and two into one of our episodes because I feel like there's even more we could talk about. But oh, we we can, but we'll we'll make we'll take notes, we'll review, we'll talk about things next week in next week's episode for covering episode three. Yeah. And hey, in our support group, we may get theories and ideas and points that we didn't even notice. Yeah, and we can talk about it all. So this is an ever morphing evolving thing (laughs) and these are just our initial thoughts and holy shit i'm pleased are you pleased oh i'm so pleased this is everything i could have hoped for honestly like you said if we get if this is all we get i would be very happy i'm i loved what what they put out already our question for you this week is very simple If you had to pick one favorite moment from both episodes, what is your favorite moment from episode one and two of the Kenobi series? We know it's a tall order, but we believe in you. You could do it. (laughs) Yes, you can do this. We would love to know. Next week, join us back. We're going to talk about episode three, (laughs) which I can't wait. It comes out like a few hours from now. So we are we are cramming so much Kenobi into these days. It's crazy, but I'm not complaining one little bit. So Not at all. We are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last week on the podcast, which I know is very difficult to remember now that we've already had episode one and two of Kenobi and all of Celebration happening. There's just been a crazy amount of information that's come out over the last week. So I don't blame you for maybe not remembering what happened in our last episode. But we did a recap of our top five badass Obi-Wan moments. And we got a lot of responses, long responses, passionate responses from our listeners. And you guys just blew me away. So I'm going to read a few of those, just snippets of those for you right now. 
Breath in My Blood on Instagram said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but for my badass Kenobi moments, I think the one that often comes to mind first is right after his fight with Vizsla, where he grabs Satine and jumps how many feet down the elevator shaft before it blows up. Like in real life, neither of them should have survived that kind of fall. But just the sheer spontaneity and instant rapport they have after all those years, he makes sure to protect her and have that perfect landing. I love that moment. I have thoughts about that moment. <laughs> and Clone Wars Collector on Instagram said, Obi-Wan versus Maul on Tatooine. I know a lot of people are annoyed at how that duel ended, but I find it so badass because it was that short. A little of that was definitely fueled by emotion, and no one can tell me otherwise. That is a great moment that we didn't even touch on, but Leanne and I both agree that that final duel, the twin sons duel, is actually pretty pristine, and we could do a whole episode on that, and maybe we will. These lists go on and on, and now that the Kenobi series has started, we have even more badass moments, which Leanne and I promise to recap or count down or outline for you at some point in the future. Good lord, were we blessed with wonderful Kenobi content this past week, and in just a few hours, we're going to get some more. Thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. If you would like to support us, you can actually do so on Patreon now. And as always, you can follow us on our social media accounts on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, we would love it if you would rate us on Spotify and or Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these things, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.